You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. I call them elevator people because like an elevator, they elevate you. They lift you up and they make you feel happy. And that's the list that you should be operating off of in the dating world. The Her Money Podcast is sponsored by Edelman Financial Engines. Edelman knows that wealth isn't just about money. It's about everything money enables you to do. So how do you build wealth? Join me and award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien for a new show, Everyday Wealth, presented by Edelman Financial Engines. Visit everydaywealth.com slash hermoney to learn more. Hey, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much for joining me today on a special episode of Her Money. If you subscribe to our show, then you probably notice that this episode just dropped on a Monday, not a Wednesday. And that's because we couldn't wait another two days, even another two days, to just tell all of you that we love you. And so we wanted to surprise you with a little love and money special this Valentine's Day. Over the past few months, Catherine and I have heard from so many of you that our modern dating world, particularly during the pandemic, is just not working for you. It is quite honestly overwhelming when you look at all the options and the apps that we have for connecting with people, but we also know that at the very same time, many of us are feeling lonelier and more isolated than ever. In a recent survey by Cigna Healthcare, nearly 50% of Americans reported sometimes or always feeling alone. And when we talk about dating over the past few years, it's possible that many of us who were single and looking just haven't been meeting people in person at all due to COVID. But now that many of us are double, if not triple vaxxed, we're starting to get back out there. We're starting to see who is out there, which is why we wanted to know What does it all look like in 2022, and how can we find someone without spending a fortune? We have come a really long way since Match.com debuted in 1995 or since eHarmony came onto the scene in 2000, and honestly, it even feels like we're worlds away from 2013 when Tinder invented the addictive swipe feature that so many of us have come to know. Today, we're spending an average of 90 minutes a day online dating, according to a study by dating app Badoo, and 30% of adults have used a dating website or an app. For people under 30, that number increases to 50%. So yeah, Those of us who are dating are spending an awful lot of time on dating, but we're also spending a lot of money. In 2020 alone, 44 million Americans used online dating and they spent $602 million total. And while many dating apps have a free version, the cost for the premium options, which may include unlimited swipes or access to additional matches, they really add up. For example, Bumble Premium, it's 23 bucks a month. Tinder Gold and Hinge Preferred are both $30 a month. It's easy to see how you could spend more on dating apps than on actual dates. But today, we feel like it's our job to help you cut through all the noise. We're gonna get a handle on where the dating world really is, where it's heading, 
and how much we should be spending to find love. I am so pleased to introduce Bella Gandhi. Bella is the founder and CEO of Smart Dating Academy, a date coaching service that helps you put your best foot forward to find your perfect match. Since founding her company in 2009, Bella has helped thousands of women find love, and she even has a dedicated online dating love lab that we cannot wait to hear more about. Bella, so nice to see you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this today. Well, we are too. Tell me a little bit about you and about your company. So I started Smart Dating Academy in 2009, and that's after having a very non-traditional educational and career path to get here. So I have a degree in finance and German language, and while I was in college, I realized I had some pretty uncanny matchmaking instincts, and I also had pretty bad dating patterns myself as a collegiate girl. So I put my own model together like any good business school student. I put together, you know, a nerdy little set of columns that predate a spreadsheet and realized that I was picking all the wrong people and the common denominator was me. So using my own model, I started dating somebody who I had been friends with for six years and I started matchmaking everybody around me. So in 2009, I started Smart Dating Academy to teach what I had taught to so many people and really truly I think is my purpose for being on earth. That's amazing. I have very bad matchmaking instincts as the few people that I've fixed up will tell you, but I love that you started by dating a friend. I think that that has so much to do with everything. And I want to get into the methodology of your company and how smart dating should work. But before we do that, can we just talk about what's happening with dating in the pandemic? What have you seen in the past few years? What sort of shift have we undergone? So while the pandemic has been a nightmare gene in a hundred thousand different ways, as we all know, one of the silver linings that came out of it in the whole dating market was building video directly into the apps. I mean, come April of 2020, when people were home and isolated, what did they do? They wanted to make connections with people. So as they would turn to sites, as you said, like Match and Tinder and Bumble and eHarmony, suddenly they saw Zoom and FaceTime eating their lunch. So they very quickly did what I'm glad they should have done decades ago, but build in video functionality, which led to record-breaking years for all of these companies. So now in the dating world, even at my company, where we become like personal trainers for people's love lives and keeping them safe and accountable, video has changed the game because it's made dating way more efficient, way less draining, and frankly, far less of an investment, especially in the beginning. So what happens, and I haven't dated in many years, as our listeners know, but basically people are meeting each other. They're not just swiping and going and meeting in person. They're swiping and then they're meeting on video and then they're deciding if they want to meet in person. Yeah, exactly. And before, all you would do, you would have this 2D setup, right? A couple of photos, 200 characters of text to decide if you want to message with this person. And then potentially, you know, 
get your nails done, your makeup done, have your outfit, take an Uber to the place to walk into a date where suddenly you're going, oh my gosh, it's game over before it began because you see this person and the photos are 10 years ago or 30 pounds ago or three teeth ago. You don't know. And so this has made it so much more efficient for women especially, and it helps us to stay safer as well. It helps us to stay safer in what way? Meaning you're not going out there to meet a complete stranger, right? You're doing it from the privacy and the security of your own home. So, you know, zhuzh yourself up a little bit, but then you're spending 30 minutes with someone who's not afraid to be seen, doesn't have a wife running around the background. You know, you can see what's going on. Is this person Zooming you or, you know, video dating you from a car? Like, you can see all sorts of strange red flags that might happen if you just take the time to do a 20 to 30 minute video date. Despite the efficiencies in the marketplace, I'm still hearing, and granted it is anecdotal evidence, but I'm hearing that people are still having a lot of trouble making real connections, having a lot of trouble meeting people that they actually want to meet in real life, that they want to spend time with. Why do you think that is? Online dating is needle in a haystack, right? People say it feels like human eBay. So there's so many people, right? The statistics say that 48% of American adults are unmarried. That's 118 million singles. And so you said how many people are potentially using dating apps. So there are so many people on the apps that just making connections is hard because everybody's on there. Everybody's trying to create a dating funnel and meet people. So you spend time sending messages, reading profiles, and it can just become disheartening, especially if the way you, you know, intro the segment, if on average, people are spending 90 minutes on dating apps on a daily basis. At Smart Dating Academy, we have our clients down to 15 to 30 minutes and being really efficient, knowing how to search, knowing how to message, knowing when to take things to the phone, to the video. There's a much more efficient way to do this, but it is hard. There's no magic wand. I have a magic wand here because somebody sent it to me, but there is no real magic wand to this process. Dating is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And especially when you throw online apps and sites into the equation, it can feel never ending. What's your secret sauce? I know you can't give us all of your secrets in this relatively short interview, but if you're talking to somebody who has been frustrated by the apps, is not feeling like the people that they want to meet are surfacing or that they're swiping on the wrong ones. What do you tell them? What do you look for in somebody that you're actually going to try to connect with in order to make these better connections and in order to, I guess, improve your track record? I think the first thing we can do is kind of look at ourselves and say, am I actually doing things in an optimal way? And sometimes it requires investing, right? If you think about selling your house, nobody would really take cell phone photos of their house and put it on real estate sites and expect to move their house. And this is more important. This is a person, a single person, you, me, trying to find the lids to our pot, right? So making the right investments and choices. So change up your photos. If you're not getting a good response, 
response, you need to look holistically at your strategy. Are your pictures actually good photos of you? Do you have the right headshots? Do you have the right body shots? We do this for people on a daily basis. And what I see most people doing erroneously is picking the five or six best photos they have in their cell phone and saying, well, these must be good enough. And, you know, scratching people's faces out or putting photos in with their exes or with their friends. You need to really think about if you're not getting results, especially with online dating, to your point, 90% of the success, at least initially, is going to come from the quality of the photos that you have of yourself. So what's a good photo? Like what makes a good photo? First of all, the photo should look like you, not the photoshopped, glammed up, filtered version of you because people want to date the person in the picture. Your photo should be no more than one year old. And what I recommend for our clients is for your opening picture, which is the one that people see on dating apps at first to see if they want to know more, is have a good tight headshot, you know, kind of a photo that is really centered from your head, you know, maybe to your chest where you're looking right at the camera, you're smiling, it's high resolution, and it's a recent photo and it looks good. You want to smile and look right at the camera, not something where you're looking aloof and off into the distance because you want to make eye contact with person because this is essentially a replica of how you would connect with somebody in real life. Look right into their eyes and smile. And you said a body shot. We need a body shot, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, the research shows, and I've done surveys with Match, you know, that say five to six photos are ideal. And you want to have a full body shot, at least head to knees or head to toe. Because if you just have a couple of cute headshots, like you said, Match has been around since 1995, right? People think, okay, what do you have to hide, right? They want to see that you look like yourself. So have good headshots and good body shots so people aren't guessing as to what you look like. And in terms of what you say in your profile, I mean, is this like resume matching? Are there specific keywords that we all need to serve up? Not exactly, because you want to be the most authentic version of yourself. So you want to talk about what makes you, you, and show versus tell, right? Instead of saying you're kind, what makes you kind? Do you make your homemade chicken soup recipe for any of your friends that have had COVID or are sick? So in being positive in your profile, don't talk about deal breakers. Don't talk about the things that you're not looking for, right? What do you bring to the table? What makes you uniquely you? And you might be listening to this thinking, I'm not that interesting. I promise you, you are interesting. What about on the other side? I had this conversation and I'm going to come to the costs of these dating apps in a second, but I have a friend, a good friend who's recently divorced and she's been on a service called The League, which is pretty pricey and they seem to try to upsell you for everything, right? And so she was reading me some of the profiles of the guys who were served up. They serve up like one a day sort of as the man of the day and maybe you connect with them or maybe you don't. And one of the ones that was served up was a guy who described himself as the color war captain when he was in summer camp. So this is a Jewish camp thing. But if you went to summer camp like I did, a Jewish summer camp like I did, color war was like a thing. Color war was a big deal. It was like the Olympics of camp. And (laughs) to be color war captain was a big deal. Like you had to be generally athletic to be color war captain, but also pretty popular, 
pretty nice. They were chosen usually by the administration, not by your fellow campers. And I was like, yes, pick the color war captain. You want the color war captain. And she didn't go for the color war captain because he didn't look like she wanted a guy to look. So I just sort of wonder, like, do you think when we're looking at picture after picture after picture, I don't know, I'm inclined to pay a little more attention to the words. Yeah. I'm so with you, right? Because typically women will invest more and look good and have good photos. A lot of guys, they just don't have any idea, number one, of what women are looking for. Number two, how they should ideally package themselves, what kinds of photos they should have, even the things that they should say. So what we tell our women at Smart Dating Academy, look, most guys are hopefully, let's cross our fingers, going to look better than these photos, but find someone, to your point, Jean, that says something that's compelling. Maybe he sent you a good first volley as a message that showed that he really read your profile, that he was the color war captain, which, you know, and and just engaging you in a way that you find interesting and attractive. And then remember, you can always do a video date to see if the guy actually looks better in person than he does in his photos, or maybe doesn't look like his photos, which isn't the ideal outcome. But yeah, don't focus too much on what someone looks like up front, give people a chance to grow. And this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make in dating. We expect instantaneous attraction, instantaneous chemistry, because that's what the media and Hollywood and romance novels tell us is going to happen. It's going to be this chemistry, butterflies, fireworks. And no, that's not the case, especially for women. Chemistry can spark later in the game. On the third date, the fifth date, the eighth date, you never know, but give someone a chance that seems nice, right? The goal here is to stop screening people out so quickly. Try and screen someone in if they don't have red flags and you enjoyed the date. But if you're not feeling the attraction, sometimes the real first date is the second date. A hundred percent. My first husband, our real first date was the second date. I think for both of us, by the way. How do we get smart about the dating apps that we pay for without going over budget? I mean, specifically, what's worth paying for and what's not? Are the free versions just as good? And if you feel like an app is constantly asking you to upgrade or to make purchases, is that a sign that you should just walk away? So lots of questions. Let me take them one by one. I think that we, no pun intended, don't marry any site or any app and buy a one-year subscription. Sometimes people come to me having spent all of that money with our clients in our coaching service. We have them do a 30-day with whatever site or app they're going to begin with. And, you know, people always ask me, what's the best site? What's the best app? It depends on who you are, what city you are, what age you are, who you're looking for. But with anything you can do, my suggestion is try the free version first, right? With a lot of apps, you can message, you can look at people within your area with the free apps. And sometimes paying that fee to upgrade is worth it. Try it for a month. Try it for a week because sometimes you can see who's looked at your profile, who likes you. And so it can make things more efficient, but it's kind of, you know, it's trial and error with these things. There's no one secret like, aha, here's what you can do. It's have a fluid strategy. Try it for 30 days. Try the free version first. Try to upgrade one thing and see what happens. Don't break the bank on this. 
That makes total sense. Are you worried about the fact that, and maybe it's not just online dating, although I think it mostly is, that it's gotten a little scammier? Last year, and this is a a new report out from the Federal Trade Commission, more than 95,000 people across the country reported $770 million in losses to frauds that were initiated on social media platform. A lot of those, I think, were romance scams. Yeah, it's heartbreaking when things like that happen. And now we hear about the Tinder swindler and Dirty John and all of these things. What I can tell you is be smart about the way you date. You don't want to get snared in by a catfisher. A catfisher is somebody who wants to make you fall in love with them prematurely to defraud you in some way, shape, or form. It could be just to make you fall in love with them, but most often it's to scam you out of some money. So be very judicious with who you message, how you message, and if somebody wants to get too hot and heavy too fast and they say they're falling in love with you and they haven't even met you, people can be really predatory. And a lot of the scams, unfortunately, happen to people that are a little bit older, right? They might be lonely. They might see, oh, Oh, you're a widow. And they'll prey on that and they'll say, oh, I'm a widow or two and I lost my wife and I get you. And there's a whole lot to it. Be smart about who you're messaging with, how you're messaging. Don't fall for anything too quickly. And especially for someone whose photos look too good to be true. If suddenly you're seeing somebody that looks like George Clooney with one great supermodel photo and you kind of feel like, I'm not a supermodel and normally people like that aren't messaging me, let your antennae go up because this could potentially be a scammer. I want to dig into your methodology. I want to learn about what is working for you so that the women who are listening to this can sort of borrow a little bit of that magic and maybe help themselves. But before I do that, let me just remind everyone that Her Money is sponsored by Edelman Financial Engines. And I hope you'll join me and award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien for our brand new show. It's called Everyday Wealth. It's presented by Edelman Financial Engines. If you tune in, you'll hear us explore how your financial decisions can shape your life and why wealth is about more than just money. We're joined every week by experienced wealth planners and financial professionals, and they sit down with us to talk about tax-efficient investing and planning for the next generation and retirement and so much more because it's your money and you have to make the most of it. New episodes premiere each weekend and are available on major podcast platforms. Visit everydaywealth.com slash hermoney to learn more and to subscribe. I'm talking with Bella Gandhi, founder and CEO of Smart Dating Academy. Okay, let me under the hood. Tell me about the secret sauce. What actually works, right? If you've decided this is my year, 2022 is my year, I'm going to meet somebody, I'm going to get into a committed relationship if that's what you're looking for, what do you have to do? Well, you have to really have an honest conversation with yourself. Do I have dating patterns? Have I accepted 
the wrong people into my dating life? Where am I? And have I done my own work? I think is question number one. So we help people to really take relationship inventory. And if you have chronically been picking the wrong people, there's help around that. Get the help. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again, right? Can you give me an example of somebody that you've worked with, a client who was doing that? What were they picking and what did they have to change up? So I'll tell you about a client who had a real penchant for narcissists. And it ultimately came from, she always felt like she was the ugly duckling growing up, right? And then she became a more beautiful swan as she got older. But that trauma of being an ugly duckling, it was always front and center for her, even though she looked so different. So any man that would come in and they're larger than life and charismatic, and they would sweep her off her feet and love bomb her and tell her, I've never met anybody like you before. You're so amazing. I can't wait to take you to my house in Cabo and blah, 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 blah. And things would go on. And ultimately, anywhere from six weeks to six months to two years later, she'd end up flat on her back again going, how did this happen all over again? That was a wolf in sheep's clothing. So this is what happens to so many women that we work with is that they're just susceptible to this idea of the knight in shining armor, somebody that's going to come and rescue you and carry you off right away. And that just doesn't happen in real life. And if it does, be really careful. I always say if somebody's going to sweep you off your feet, when your feet are off the ground, there's only one way to land and that's boom, flat on your bum. Yeah. Okay. So you look at yourself. Yeah. You look at your patterns and then what? So getting a little bit behind the curtain, as you asked, I was asked in October of 2021 to give a TED talk, a TEDx Chicago talk about how we choose people versus how we should be choosing people. And it's called The Secret to Finding Lasting Love. And in that 10-minute talk, I talk about how women, and I gave the case of a woman named Anna, how we come in with our dream list. I want him to be tall. I want him to be successful. I want him to make two times as much money as me. He should be adventurous. He should be well-traveled. Ideally, he has hair. And how we continuously (laughs) date for this dream list versus in the TED Talk, I talk about finding your elevator people. And I call them elevator people because like an elevator, they elevate you, they lift you up, and they make you feel happy. And also like an elevator, it also keeps you grounded and safe. So finding out, thinking about the people in your life that make you really happy, they elevate you. These are the creme de la creme of your relationships. And looking at why those people make you so happy and elevate you. And that's the list that you should be operating off of in the dating world. World. And then when you're looking for those people, let's say for you, Jean, if I sat down with you and said, Jean, who are your elevator people? And we would go through three to five people or whoever your favorite elevator people were like, and we would look for the theme. And let's say, for example, people that are your personal cheerleaders. They have your back. They love you for you. They're positive. They think you're the bee's knees. You can just be yourself when you're with them. They tell you what's great about you. Those are the characteristics that you want to prioritize in your future mate. And you're going to want to think he's cute and sleep with them. It's pretty simple. 
Exactly. And nice. Can we just put nice on the list? I think that nice is one of those words that just people give nice such short shrift. And I think nice is highly underrated. Oh my gosh. You were speaking to my heart. I love nice, kind, consistent, reliable. These are things that are the reciprocal for the narcissist that I just talked about, right? That they're, you know, it's kind of, you're looking for steady Eddie, the one who's, you know, when you've got a flat tire at three in the morning, you know, if you call him or text him, he's going to be there. He's going to throw on his baseball cap and his flannel shirt, and he's going to come out and he's going to help you, or he's going to help your best friend because he's that kind of guy. He's a stand up mensch. He's a good human being. Exactly. You're using my language. We also know, and we've heard this from many of our listeners, more and more women today are just not choosing marriage at all. Not everybody wants a husband. Not everybody wants a partner. If you're just seeking companionship, but you don't want commitment, where should you be looking? Same places. Look, there are three major pipelines to meeting people. Online dating and apps are one. The other pipeline is meeting people in real life on planes, on trains, walking down the street at cocktail parties. That's pipeline number two. And the third pipeline is getting set up. Who are your friends that are your super connectors that know people, that like connecting people? Get them to set you up. And those connections, your super connectors, may not always be your closest friends or your elevators. Sometimes our stronger connections can come from weaker links. So those are the three pipelines to meeting people. So I know it doesn't bother me one way or the other. If you want to get married or if you're looking for a long-term committed partner, to me, those are pretty much the same things. I call it the lid to your pot. That's who you're looking for. I don't care one way or the other whether you get married. Those are the people that we work with in our practice. So use all three of those pipelines, right? And know that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We have this Amazon Prime mentality when it comes to (laughs) dating and online dating. It's like we want Amazon to drone drop ship the perfect guy or the perfect woman wrapped up on our doorstep because I got on the app two days ago and I want this to happen right away. We have this instant gratification memory. My dad always says to me, easy come, easy go, right? If something comes too easily, it's going to go that easily. This is a marathon. Hell, it's an Ironman triathlon, whatever it is. This is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life. I've, speaking of my dad, we had a, a poster in our house. My dad's an entrepreneur. He's an immigrant. And so he's a very laconic person. If you and I need 10 words to say something, he needs two. So if he ever wanted me to learn something, he would either write it down or put a poster up. And one day I came home in high school and there was a poster in our family room that was called the 21 Suggestions for Success in Life. Rule number one, Jean, marry the right person. This one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or 90% of your misery. And yet this is something we're never taught how to do. It's amazing. It's incredible. So give this the time it deserves. Because if my dad's poster said 90% of your happiness or your misery, we take this seriously and it's going to take time. Yeah. Sheryl Sandberg said the very same thing in Lean In. Okay. So if we're not looking for commitment, that's one thing. What if we're looking for a same-sex partner? Are women dating women encountering the same thing? And, and do we need to follow the same process? 
100% absolutely. Dating is hard, no matter who it is, who you are, and who you're looking for. So we work with everybody, right? Love has no bounds. Everybody deserves love and love is out there for everybody. So it's the same process for everybody. Why? Because love is love. Same rules. To quote Lin-Manuel Miranda, love is love. Love is love. So tell me about Smart Dating Academy. Like the real tactical, our listeners like tactics. How much does it cost? How long does it take? You know, how much do you actually hold my hand when the guy ghosts me at three in the morning? Do I get to call you? Tell me about it. So we have things at different rungs of the ladder. So we do, for people that aren't able to access, we're a boutique date coaching service. So we do, we have a podcast called the Smart Dating Academy Podcast. I do Instagram live shows every other week. And my IG handle is at Smart Dating Academy. So lots and lots of free information out there. Our Love Labs cost $997. They're amazing. You can get uh, their small group access to me, my team, 15 people. They're three hours. And then our coaching services start at $6,500 and can go up to you know $20,000. But if you think about it, like I said, it's the most important thing we'll ever do, and nobody's teaching us how to do it. This is like taking the most important course with the most important personal trainer that you'll ever have. So that's where Smart Dating Academy is. That sounds amazing. And where do we find you online, Bella? Is it smartdatingacademy.com? smartdatingacademy.com. You can find our podcast on Apple and anywhere you hear your podcasts and on Instagram at smartdatingacademy. This was great. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Thank you so much, Bella. And before we wrap up this puppy, I want to just let everybody know that, of course, Her Money is supported by BCU, one of the nation's fastest-growing credit unions. BCU helps members make smart financial decisions by offering the products, services, and caring support they need for whatever stage of life they're in. Find out if you're eligible by visiting www.bcu.org. And thanks so much for joining us today on Her Money for this special episode. Thanks so much to Bella Gandhi for the unfiltered look at what online dating is really like out there right now. And for all our listeners, single or partnered, I am sending out a great big hug on this Valentine's Day and always. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our show at Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. We love hearing what you think. We'd also like to thank our sponsors, Edelman Financial Engines and BCU. We produce this podcast out of CDM Sound Studios. Our music is provided by Video Helper, and our show comes to you through Megaphone. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk soon.